Let it rip, Pastor. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and he can do it too. Amen. God Praise bless God. You. Thank you. Give him a good hand, Thank clap. You. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Love you, man. Good. Well, it's good to see y'all once again. It's like the class done got larger, did it? Or is this, were y'all here the first time? Woo. All right. All right. Okay. Now, before we get started, uh, tell me, what do I mean when I say this is important? This is important. Uh, what that means? That sound like a what? There you go. Just want to make sure that you still got it. Okay. So uh, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, today. You will have, uh, let me see the outline. Let me just take a look at that. Thank you. I always come to you for this outline. I wonder why. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see. Mm. Okay, you're going to have you're going to have two very important today. You know, when I say this is important so, you know, you're going to get two things today. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you two. This is important today. So you'll have two uh, things to be looking, uh, looking to, okay? And uh, uh, that'll be all. But, uh, but we're going to share more than that. But it'll be two very important that I want to share with you today that you can look to see them on a test. Uh, coming up and uh, but all the information is going to be good but I'm just going to say the very two things that uh, uh, only just two questions want to come out of this particular one here because I really want you to hear uh, what I'm going to be talking about got it all right, then we're going to pray now, and then we're going to move into the Word. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I thank you, and I praise you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father. I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for these here, your people today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, that Lord God, that they come, that they might learn and sit at the feet of Jesus, Lord God, that they might hear the voice of the living God. And Father, I thank you for it. I thank you that you always please us. You always provide for us. You say when we're hungry, you'll feed us. They are hungry, Lord, so feed them. You say when we're thirsty, you give us water to drink. Now, Lord God, let us have water to drink as we sit at the word of the Lord Jesus Christ and as we learn together and we the redeemer of the Lord says, amen and amen. Let's begin over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, that is our foundational scripture uh, for this, uh, for our teaching session here in the, on the ministries of helps. So we want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Okay, 1 Corinthians 12. And you, uh, and let me say this, remember uh, where you can find the ministries of helps in the Bible. That is very important. Okay, so um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, let's just read uh, verse number 28. And God hath set some uh, in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing. And then right there it says helps. Amen. And so we can read it like this. And God hath set some in the church to help. 
Amen. God had set some in the church to help. Amen. So we see here that God has placed some people in the body of Christ uh, to help, and you are those uh, people. Now, God placed you uh, in the body of Christ uh, so that you can uh, so that you can become uh, a helper uh, to your man and woman of God. God did not place you uh, in the body of Christ to become a pew sitter, but God uh, placed you uh, in the body of Christ so that when you can become strong, you can help your man of God, help your uh, women of God. Amen. And then the last time that we were together, we gave you the, the definition of the word helps. And we say that that is very important. And we say that the word helps, it means one who gives aid and support uh, to another. Amen. That word helps mean one who gives aid and support uh, to another. And we say that the one that you are to aid, the one that you are to support uh, is your man and woman of God. Isn't that right? Amen. All right. And so uh, I also want to make this statement. Uh, every born again child of God, uh, every Christian, they can do something with the help of running the natural uh, church. With, with do something in the natural to help run the supernatural church. Amen. So everybody can help. Uh, God placed everybody in the body to help. Nobody ought to just be a pew sitter uh, in the church. You ought to find something to do uh, in the church. It ought to be a waiting list, uh, you know, and somebody, uh, you know, out that somebody can be in. But you should never be part of a local church and don't become a helper in that church. Amen. We made the statement the last time that we were together that uh, the majority of people in the body of Christ are called into the into the helps ministry. Amen. All right. So I'm just giving you a little briefing just to see whether or not you know it or not, because that's what the test going to sound like. And I can tell whether or not you looked at these things since last week. You know, you know what I mean? So I'm just testing your knowledge to see what you know a little bit. All right. Now, let's look at some examples in the word of God of the helps ministry and we'll begin the day's teaching. Let's look at some examples in the word of God concerning helps ministry. Okay. <clears throat> now let's go to Acts chapter six. Acts chapter six. Okay. In Acts chapter six. <clears throat> and let's begin reading verse one through four. Now notice what it says now. And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because the riddles were neglected in their daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now notice in verse number one, and it says that, and in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, I want you to underline that in your Bible, when the number of those disciples were uh, multiplied. Uh, any time, uh, any time that you begin to see growth in something, uh, you're going to have a problem. Amen. Anytime where there's growth, you're going to have a problem is going to arise anytime there is uh, growth. Okay. So here we see here that the disciples, they had a problem. Isn't that right? They, they, they had a problem uh, to solve. And so in order for them to solve this problem, uh, the disciples says, uh, to the rest of the disciples, the 12 disciples said to the rest of them, they said, look, listen, look you out uh, seven men. 
Look you out, uh, seven men to help solve this problem. And these seven men are going to operate in what we call the ministries of helps. Amen. They're going to operate in it. And so they said, pick you out seven men. Now, this is very, very important right here. Right here. It's very important. We're going to look at what I want you to notice as we get ready to read. I want you to notice the criteria for operating in the helps ministry. The criteria for operating in the helps ministry. So let's find out what is the criteria for operating in the helps ministry. Okay, now let's look at um, let's look at uh, verse number three and we're going to see the criteria for operating in the helps ministry. It says this, wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men. And then it says of honest report uh, on the line that honest report. Say that with me. Say honest report. All right. That is the first criteria for operating in the helps ministry. And that is to have an honest report about you. That is character that is genuine character that is true. That's what it's talking about when it's talking about an uh, honest report. And so the first criteria for operating in the ministries of health is that is that you got to look for somebody that has an honest report that has a, a genuine character or true character. And I put it like this. When people operate in the ministries of help, yeah, they got to have an honest report. That's inside the church and outside the church. See, not just an honest report just in the inside of the house, because, you know, when people come to church, they have a tendency to put on masks. And see, and so we have to just take the mask off. We can act one way in church and we act a different way at home. You know how you act when you're at home. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you don't say the man to God or your pastor. You hear what he said. I mean, you know, and so we act one way. And so what we want to do is that. So if one of the criteria for operating in the health ministry is that we got to have an honest report about you, an honest report in the church and an honest report on the outside of the church. You see, I mean, somebody ought to be able to, to say that you have genuine character or true character outside of the church. If I just so happen to be on your job and somebody mentioned that they know you, they ought to they ought to be able to identify you. At least thing they ought to be able to tell me is that that's a person with a genuine character, an honest report. And so that's the criteria for operating in the helps ministry is number one. You got to have what? An honest report about you. Number two, the second criteria for operating in the ministries of helps. Let's look at verse three. Wherefore, brother, a uh, brother, look you out among you. Seven men is honest report. And then number two, full of the Holy Ghost. On the line there, full of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's right. Full of the Holy Ghost. Or you can put it this way. Full of the power of God. See, that's what I like to say. Full of the power of God. When you full of the Holy Ghost, you full of the power of God. Before anybody or to help in the helps ministry, we need to make sure that they feel with the Holy Ghost, that they full of the power of God. Amen. Nobody should work in the helps ministry until they first of all full of the Holy Ghost. See, you have to be full of the power of God. See, just like a preacher should not be preaching until, first of all, he's been filled with the Holy Ghost. You should not help into the church until you, first of all, been full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, you will need to be full of the Holy Ghost is because you're going to run into people that have attitudes. And you need to be full of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say full of the Holy Ghost. 
Yeah. Before you try to operate in the helps ministry, the criteria is that you must be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and, and so uh, you got to have that. And I'm talking about more than just speaking in tongues. That's just the evidence that you got it. I want to know is there's power in your life. You see, you got to know is there power in your life. See, when people begin to uh, want to work in our helps ministry, uh, we observe them first. You know, if you want to work in the helps ministry, we got to watch you for six months first. Because, see, if you can't make the six months, we don't need you. Because if you can't stay put six months, what you going to do when you get into the office? You know, and so and so sometimes they don't even have the faith to wait for the six months for us to observe them. And so we said we glad we didn't choose that one because they were going to have problems because they didn't have the faith and the patience to wait for six months. Then we know that when they op get into that particular ministry that they're going to get into, it's going to be problems because they didn't even have the faith to wait. They didn't have the faith and the patience to let us observe them to see whether or not they full of the power of God. Yeah, we can hear you speaking in tongues. That's the evidence. But do you have power in your life? How many of y'all understand that? All right. So 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 criteria number two for operating uh, in the helps ministry is that you must be full of the Holy Ghost. You must be full of the power of God. See, all right. Number three, the third criteria. Let's look at verse three again. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and what? And wisdom. So the third criteria for operating, listen to me, in the, uh, in the ministry of the help is that, well, make sure you got the wisdom of God. Amen. Amen. You need to have some wisdom when you're going to operate in the ministry of the help. You see why? Because when problems arise, listen to me, you're going to have to have the wisdom of God to know how to solve problems because problems are going to come. And whatever particular area of hips that you're operating in, it's going to be problems. And if you don't know how to have the wisdom of God and solve those problems, you're going to run people away. See, and we'll be trying to figure out why is it that don't nobody never uh, stay long in that particular ministry? Why is it that we're always short in that particular ministry? It's because when problems arise, nobody in there, they had the wisdom of God. And so instead of having the wisdom of God, if you don't have the, the wisdom of God, you're going to run people away. And that's a criteria for you operating in the uh, in the uh, ministries of helps. See, you shouldn't put an immature person in the ministries of helps. Because they will run people away from your church. See? And so, and so, and most of the time, when people, when people put people in helps ministry, they never look for criteria. You know what we look for? See whether or not you tithe. Well, we don't never look at the things that what the Bible say. Now, notice now here in Acts chapter six, they had a problem, right? And they said in order to, to solve this problem, notice now they were a growing church. They were a growing church, and, and the Bible says that uh, as the disciples multiplied, murmuring came among them. I, isn't that right? And so I, I told you, any time that when you're growing or church is growing, you're going to have people murmuring and complaining. And they said, well, in order to solve this problem, look you out seven men among you. In other words, we're going to put some men in the helps ministry to do what? To solve this problem. Isn't that right? And so they said now, in order to solve this problem, they said these seven men are going to operate in the helps ministry. They said now, before you pick these seven men, let me give you a criteria in order for these men to help you. They have to have, they have to meet this criteria. And what is it? Number one, let the men have an honest report among you. 
See, let them be honest. Let the people know that with those that are operating in the health ministry, that there is an honest report about them. See, an honest report about them. People will easily obey you when they know that you are honest. And you got some integrity about you. Isn't that right? And number two, that says that before you just get any type of help, make sure that these, these people are full of the Holy Ghost, the power of God. Amen. This is a criteria before they start helping you. Make sure they're full of the Holy Ghost. Because if they're not full of the Holy Ghost, instead of them solving the problem, they're going to add to the problem. So make sure that they're full of the Holy Ghost, the power of God in their life. And then they said that the third criteria is what? Make sure they have what? Wisdom. Let, let them have wisdom. Why? So that when problems arise, they know how to handle it without having to come back to us for everything. You see, that's why you're in the health ministry. You're supposed to handle the things, the little simple things that go on in your area of health ministry. You're supposed to handle it without always running to the pastor talking about what's going on. See, if he's got to make all the decisions, then he really don't need the helps ministry. But we found out that God is the one that said it in the church. And that's to let us know that we need it. Isn't that right? And God says that if you put people in the helps ministry that meet this criteria, listen to me, they will be the right type of help for you and they can aid and assist you. But see, most of the time we don't do that. We just put people in helps ministry and don't know whether or not uh, are they honest, don't know whether or not they full of the Holy Ghost, don't know whether or not they have wisdom operating or in their life. We just put them up there. You know, I, I make sure that uh, uh, in our helps ministry, I make sure that these things are in their life. And so I told them, OK, you're applying for this uh, area or uh, uh, you want to work in this uh, particular area uh, here uh, in the ministry. So what you got to do now is sit down for six months and let us observe you. Six months. I said, well, you ain't even the right one. You can't even do that. You can't allow us to observe you. You just want us to throw you up in the helps ministry. You know, don't know whether or not you're honest or not. Don't, don't know whether or not you even got the Holy Ghost or not. I speak in tongues. That don't mean nothing. Do you have any power in your life? And the way that I'm going uh, to do that, uh, the way that I'm going to know that is that I have to observe you. I have to observe how you operate under pressure. I have to observe, uh, you know, uh, how you doing with your family. You see, you know, uh, do you operate in wisdom uh, uh, with your own family? Because if you don't operate with wisdom in your own family and your own family is just like a little small congregation. Well, I know you ain't going to do nothing if we can put you in some area of ministry as a help when you don't even operate in wisdom in the, in the family you got at home. So why would I put you in there? And that's why we have so much wrong help in the church, because we don't look for the criteria. After I observed them over those six months, and then I look to see whether or not you tithing or not. That's my next step, because if you rob God, I know we don't need your help. Amen. Isn't that right? You, you don't want nobody to help that's robbing God. Because if you rob God and don't have enough respect for God, my God, you're going to kill me. Because <laughs> you don't care nothing about God. You hear me talk about tithing and it don't even move you. You know what I mean? And then you want to help me and you robbing God Almighty and you want to help me? I don't think so. You know what I mean? I don't think you, want, I don't think you really want to help me, boy. Come on here and stop jiving. 
You robbing almighty God and going to look to me and say, I want to help you. Come on now. We weren't born last night. Everybody say that's the wrong type of help. You see what I'm saying? And so and so very important. This is the criteria for operating in the ministries of help. Number one. Honest report. Number two. Full of the Holy Ghost. Number three. Full of the wisdom of God. That's the criteria. So before anybody operate in the helps ministry, we make sure that those things are in place. And the way that we know that is that we have to observe you first. We can't observe you while you're working. We got to observe you while we're watching you. Watch how you come to church. Watch how you do. That's what we do at, at our church so that we won't have big turnovers. See, because when people start seeing a uh, uh, regular turnover, they think something wrong with the church. And so we do that to keep from having big turnovers. You know, see, we got people that been in our health ministry for 15 years. See, because so, we don't want big turnovers. And if it's not broke, don't fix it. We just keep them right there in the word so that it won't, uh, you know, that every time you come there, you know, Last time when I come here, you used to work in, where that person at? See, too many turnovers and people think something wrong with the pastor. Something wrong with the church. And I, and I hurry up and let them know it ain't me. It's them freaky folk that keep coming here. It so ain't me. You know, so to keep all of that, uh, we, we go through this criteria right here. Because it's in the Bible. Isn't that right? They said, now before you pick anybody to help you, make sure that, that, they, that they are Meet this criteria here. Full of the Holy Ghost, honest report, full of wisdom. That was something we made up. It was already here like this when we got here. Amen. And so that's what we look for. And so we got a, a list of people waiting to operate, uh, to go to work in the helps ministry. And they've been observed. And after they've been observed and, and all the places it filled, and they so they're on the waiting list. And so when they come back, they got to show their card that says, I have already been observed. I'm ready to go to work. I have already been observed. You know, I'm applying for the space that, you know, that you said that was open and I have already been observed. And so we put them people right in there. And then I check and see, make sure that did you tithe Sunday? You know, let me kind of check your tithing, you know. And then that's the last thing that they know before they operate in there. But you, every church ought to have a waiting list for people to operate in the helps ministry. And they have already met that criteria. And that's why churches have a lot of wrong help and they make the pastor sick. It's because, you know, he got all the weight on him. He got the wrong type of help, you know, when all you got to do, just do like I did. I start all over. Once I saw something in there, I had everything in place. I told him, hey, look, this all set up wrong. We're going to start all over just like we're just starting today. And this is where it's going to be from here on out. Ain't nobody got no position but me. I'm the man of God. That's it. And we're going to start from the Bible. And we're going to set it up the way the Bible says to set up. And then if you don't like it, now, then you leave. Because I got it set up wrong. See, that's why helps ministry are important. That's why I teach it all over the world. I taught it in Australia. I taught it in South Africa. I taught it in Malaysia. I taught it in London. I taught it in all the places I travel all over the world. It's one of my favorite topics. It's because it will help the pastor and the church. And it will help you. 
See? And so that is very important and that you have this particular uh, criteria. See? And I don't know whether or not God called you to a specific ministry or not, or ministry of your own, but but let me tell you something. If God called you and wanted to and wanted the uh and wanted to and wanted the uh fivefold ministry gift, you're gonna appreciate that you have good help. Amen. You'll look back and say, Boy, I thank God that black guy taught me that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you appreciate good help. I'm telling you, you will appreciate good help, man, you know. And so that's a criteria. That's a criteria for that, okay? All right, now. All right, so we see here that they picked out the seven men, and we told you that it was very, very, very important that you find know the criteria for the ministries of helps, and you do. Now, let's look at the results of these seven men operating in the helps ministry. Okay, let's see the results that took place because these seven men uh, helped in the helps ministry. Now, very, very, very important. Four things happen when these men operate in the helps ministry. Okay, four things. How many things? Four. How many things? Four. Oh, how many things? Four, four things happen when these men operated uh, in the helps ministry. Okay, and this is very, uh, this is very uh, important. Okay, now, um, um. Um, I'm trying to draw that, I'm rewinding that tape in my head. I'm trying to see that question I had up there on that, uh, on that test. I told you that this was very important, but I remember, okay, th this is, it's very important. Right, it's very important. Notice now, how many things? How many things? Okay, now, you're not going to have to remember the four things, you just got to know that, you got to know how many things happen. Okay, so how many things happen? Everybody say, now say, say four. That's how many things happen, okay? That's how many things happen, okay? That's what you got to remember. Four, four things happen, okay? Okay, yeah. Y'all got it? How many things happen? Four, okay. You know, I, I'm going to tell you the four things that happen, but you just remember how many things happen when these men begin to operate in the helps ministry. That's how that question go, I think, you know, that's on there. Amen. I didn't try to make you have to remember, you know, what exactly happened, but I do want you to know that four things did take place. You got it? All right, because you got to pass this test so you can make me look good, and they might, they might invite me back. Okay, so four things that happen uh, for those men that operate in the, uh, 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 in the ministry here. Are you ready for them? Let me give them to you. Number one, the word of God increased. Everybody say the word of God increased. That's the first thing that happened when they begin to operate in the helps ministry. The word of God increased. Look at verse seven. Okay, verse seven. And all right, wait a minute. Uh, let, me, uh, let me read. Um, let me read verse 3 and then we'll go to verse 7. Let me join them together. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we have appointed over this business. These are the men that are operating in the helps ministry. These seven men. Notice the results of these seven men. Verse 7. And the word of God did what? Increase. So the first thing that happened when these men begin to operate in the helps ministry is that the, the word of God increased. Everybody say, the word of God increased. The word of God. 
That's right. The word of God increased. If you want the word of God to increase in your church, then you begin to operate in the in the helps ministry. Uh, see, don't your pastor, uh, don't, don't the word level of your pastor increase and your word level uh, increased. Amen. Why? Because he got the right type of help. He's spending his time trying to answer the little, you know, every little thing that go on because he got the right type of help. Amen. So the word of God increased. Number two, look at verse seven. And the word of God increased. Listen at this. Number two. And the number of the disciples multiply <laughs> on the line there. And the number of the disciples multiply. I put it like this. The second thing that happened when they operated in the in the ministry of hell, the church grew. See, it says here, and the number of the disciples multiply. If they multiply, it means that they grew, right? So therefore, I submit to you that when you begin to operate in the helps ministry, listen to me, listen to me, the church grew. The church grew. You know, and so I teach people, you know, that, you know, one way that your church can grow is that, listen to me, you got the ministries of helps in operation in your church, and you got the right type of help, the, the right type of help, then the church can grow. The church can grow. Why? Because everybody ain't fussing and fighting. And every time somebody come, you know, you, you lay on them what you don't like about the church. And they ain't even got here good enough. They hadn't even been here long enough. And you already telling them, you know, I just, you know, you make sure you're tired. You know, and then, you know, got to come to church. And gotta do, you, you know what I mean? And the people ain't even got here good yet. And you already telling them something negative about the church. Well, don't you know that turned people off? How many of y'all understand that? You know, and so it says right here that when they got the proper ministry of helps and operation, it said that the church grew. You see, the church grew. Why? Because they had the right help. Y'all understand that? The church grew. If you want your church to grow, all you got to do is become the right help and begin to operate in the ministries of help. Okay. All right. Number three, the third thing that happened. It says here, look at this, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and as a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Look at that. The priests were obedient to the faith. In other words, they became more, listen to me, they became acting on the word. They began to act on the word more because they, had, they became obedient to the faith. See, obedient to the faith. They, they began to act on the word more because, listen to me, because the, the ministry of helps was in operation. The church grew. The church grew. The word of God grew in the church. And because the word of God grew in the church and the church grew, the people became, or the priests, or you can say, or the people, they became more obedient to the word of God. Why? Because there was peace and harmony among us. There were unity among us. How many of y'all understand that? And the fourth thing that happened was this, that they had time, they had more time to spend in the word of God and prayer. See, that's what it all started about. They told them, we're not going to leave the word of God and prayer to serve tables. In other words, to get that straightened out about those widows not getting what they need to have, they said, we're not going to leave the word of God in prayer. So when they put the ministry of helps and operation and, and, and those things begin to happen, don't you know then that they, they were able to spend more time in the word of God in prayer? See, and if you want your man to God to spend more time in the word of God in prayer, then you need to operate in the helps ministry so that he can. So he won't have to be over here trying to answer every little problem and things like that. He could spend more time in the word of God and prayer. And those are the four things that happened. The four things that happened 
when men begin to operate in the helps ministry. The word of God increased. Number two was what? The church grew. Number three. And number four. Right. That's what happened. And, and, and that's the picture of the ministry as a helps uh, in the, uh, in the uh, local church. Okay. All right. Now, uh, <clears throat> so we want, we want the man of God and the woman of God to spend time in the word of God in prayer. So we got to become the right help. Isn't that right? All right. Now, let's look at another example of the helps ministry. Okay. Uh, go to Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17. We're just looking at the ministries of helps in the Bible. Exodus chapter 17. Now, you won't have no more very important after this. I mean, that's it for you. You done got your two. Now, I can go ahead on and flow, okay? All right. See, I, I needed to remind myself to make sure so that it won't be nothing on the test you ain't never heard of. That would be unfair. So I need to make sure I cover those things. And so I kind of highlight things to let me know that those, that's what's on the test. Okay? Examples of, we're looking at examples of the helps ministry. Go to Exodus chapter 17. Are you there? Now let's look at verses 9 through 13. Notice what it says. And Moses said unto Joshua, uh, choose us out men and go out and fight with the, with the Amalekite. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with a rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and he fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Aaron went to the top of the hill. And it came to pass that when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, the, the, the Malik prevailed. Uh, but Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and they put it up under him and he sat there on. And Aaron and Aaron stayed up his hands. And I, I, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady unto the going down of the sun. All right. Now, here we see here. Everybody say Aaron and Ur. All right. Now, now, now look at verse number uh, number 10. So Joshua did as Moses said to him default with uh, Amalek and Moses, Aaron and Er went up to the top of the hill. Now, notice now Moses, Aaron and Er went to the top of the hill. You say, well, where, where's the ministry of helps in this? All right. Let, let me show you something. Aaron, Aaron and uh, Er operated in the ministry of help. To the point that they caused Israel to win the battle against the Amalekites. Okay. All right. So, 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 so this is the thing here. So, so here it is. Here it is. They're at war with the, they're fighting against the, the Amalekites. And the Bible says this. The Bible says that, uh, it says that uh, as uh, Joshua hands began to, it was Joshua or Moses? Moses, Moses hand began to get. Uh, heavy. The Bible says that long as Moses held his hands up like this, what happened? Israel won. Is that not right? Say, say Israel won. But when Moses' hand got tired and he let them down, what happened? The Malachites, they won. Isn't that right? And so uh, Moses' hand would begin to get heavy and they had been fighting all day long. And so, and, they, and every time Moses dropped his hand, they would begin to lose the battle. So Aaron and Er stepped into the helps ministry. Now remember, we said helps means to do what? To give aid and support to another. So Aaron and Er began to give aid and support to Moses. So what they did was that they got a stone. Okay. I was, they got a stone. This is what they did. We let this be the stone. 
they got a stone here. And they noticed that every time that Moses held his hands up, Israel will win that battle. But when Moses' hand got tired and he let him down, the Malachite began to light into them. And so Aaron and Aaron, they begin to step into the helps ministry. And we say helps is to give what? Aid and support to another. So give me an Aaron and an Aaron, please. Give me two. Give me an Aaron and an Aaron up here. Okay. All right. So Moses, you know, he's sitting down uh, uh, on this stone. He got his hands up and, and boy and, and, and Israel win. Moses hand get tied and the enemy begin to prevail. So they put a stone up on the Moses. OK. And they one got on each side. Aaron on one side and Ur on the other side. And they begin to do what? Give aid and assistance to Moses. How? By holding up Moses arm and all the while they held up Moses' arm, Israel began to, began to prevail and they led into the Malachites until the point that they won the battle. Notice how they won the battle. They won the battle because the ministry of helps came into operation through Aaron and Ur. They came and they gave aid and assistance. They came and they supported Moses. How? By uplifting his arms. Amen. Listen to me now, child of God. Thank you, sir. Listen to me, child of God. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen to me, child of God. God is looking for people to hold up the arms of their man of God and their woman of God until they win the battle. Amen. That's what God is looking for. That's why the majority of people in the body of Christ are called in the health ministry. That's one of the most powerful ministries that you can enter into. The ministries of help cause them to win a battle. And God is looking for people just like you, just like you that are willing to come to school and to learn and to sit down and to find out how can I aid and assist my man to God? How can I hold up my man to God's hands until we win the battle? And God is looking for people just like you. And I'm telling you, when God finds people like you, he will promote you. I'm telling God will see that your need is met when you start learning how to aid and support your man to God. Amen. 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 And so we got to learn how to do that. We got to learn how to aid and support. And God is looking for people just like you. Somebody that will hold up their man to God hand, the woman of God hand, until we win this battle. Amen. Listen to me. If you operate, if you're working in the helps ministry right now, you're holding up your man to God's hand. If you operate, like maybe you might work in children's church. You're holding up your man to God's hand. Maybe you may be a man of valor. You know, you're an usher. You're holding up your man to God's hand. Maybe you may be in traffic control. You're holding up your man to God's hand. Whatever, whatever, ever uh, area of ministry that you are helping in, you are holding up the arms, the hand of your man of God. And I want you to know God sees you. He will see you. I'm telling you, he sees you and God will reward you. See, and that's what we got to get into our congregation. That's what we have to teach our congregation to learn how to, to learn how to give us the right aid and support. See, and Aaron and Ur, now, now listen to me now, Aaron and Ur, they was the ones that caused Israel to win that battle. Because every time, if, if nobody was up there to give Moses aid and support, the Malachites would have defeated Israel. Because long as they saw the hands of their man of God, they, the harder they fought. See? But when, when they didn't see them hands no more, 
I mean, it was like, where is our man to God? And then the enemy began to prevail. But then they look up and they see Moses' hands uplifted. And boy, they get back in and they fought and they fought and they fought until they ran them off. See, and that's what we got to learn how to do. Hold up our men to God's hands. Hold up our woman of God's hands. Amen. Until we win, until we win the battle, man. Until we win the battle. And we need people like that, you know. And, and, and you know, and it's sad that most churches don't have that. It's because they never take the time to teach the people about hymns. Never teach them about hymns. And that's a very important. Every time new members come into your church, every time new members come into the congregation, one of the things you need to make sure that they have a lesson or a class on is hips. Because we need it. The church can't survive without the hips ministry. Why? Because the man of God and the woman of God can't do it all by themselves. And so that's why we need the right type of help in the church. And that's why you have to teach on the helps ministry. That's why, you know, you know what? I asked to come over here and teach this. Because I know it's important. I teach it in my church. I call it a classic. I have classic sermons, you know. Tithing is one of them. And I told her, you know, it is. Tithing is one of them. They're classic. You know, and helps me. long as you're a church, you're going to always need help. Long as you're a church, the people need to know that they can't rob God. Not if you love them, you can't. Isn't that right? If you love them, you got to teach on that. If you love, and they won't get mad. They won't stay home because you're preaching on tithing. I'm telling you, they need it. If we go, if we go, if we, as long as we're a church, we're going to need it. If you say you love God, you're going to want to be the right type of help. Isn't that right? How many of y'all love God in here? Let me see your hand. Did you want, see, why you think, you, I know you love God, and I know you want to be the right type of help. Because look at where we could have been. We could have been down there, uh, down at Biscuitville, you know. <laughs> you know, we ain't had to be sitting up here in, the, in no class. Isn't that right? I mean, we can find something to do, and it didn't have to be over here. Isn't that right? So that shows you what type of heart that you have. You see that I, w- I want to do what's what I want to do what's right, and that and that is and that is so important. And you're a refresher to your pastor, you know, a refresher to your pastor. And I try to teach people that all over the world, man, you know, all over the world. Pastors supposed to enjoy ministry. I enjoy being a pastor. I love it, boy. I love what I'm doing. I'm telling you, I love it. You know. And I just, I, just, I just tell them, you know, that's why I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I ain't scared of the faces of the people. No, man, I just tell them the truth, man, you know. This is what the Word says now, son, and, and this is what we can go by. You, you believe I'm the man of God? You, you believe I'm here to, to, to hurt you or I'm here to bless you? You're here to bless me then, Pastor. Well, I ain't going to tell you nothing wrong. Now, you're going all wrong about this thing right here. This is the way the Bible says it. You know, and, you know, if that's the way the Bible says it, then that's the way we do it. You know, we can't do it no other way in the church but according to the word. Isn't that right? And that's how I teach our people. We need the right help. And if we had the right help, we won't have all this changing over. And I, and I tell them how important they are to me. You're important to your pastor because he needs you. But at the same time, you need him too. So we need each other. So we need each other. Why don't we play right? Isn't that right? I don't like to play with people that don't play fair. 
Let's play right. Let's play honest. Let's play being filled with the Holy Ghost. Isn't that right? See, if we play right, I ain't, I ain't going to steal from you. I ain't trying to go with your wife. You ain't trying to go with my wife. Isn't If we play right, right, if we play right, you love me, I love you. And if I love you, I ain't going to try to con you. I ain't trying to beat you out of nothing. You ain't trying to con me. You ain't trying to beat me out of nothing. Why? We playing the thing right. Now, we playing the crooked. You trying to beat me. You weaken at my wife. And see, and I lie to shoot you. <laughs> see, because we ain't playing the thing right. Isn't that right? You laugh all you want. I got time for nobody to be playing. I'm up here trying to find God. I need God in my life. And you around here trying to date my wife. Ain't nobody got time for that mess. Amen. Isn't that right? Either we are a child of God or we ain't. Amen. Amen. And if we're a child of God, we ought to be able to play by the rules. Amen. Isn't that right? Don't be winking at my wife. I ain't winking at your wife. Amen. Play the game right. Amen. Isn't that right? See, and when you play it right, I ain't got no strength. You ain't got no strength. Why? Because I got a man to God that's going to tell me right, and I'm going to play the game right because I want to play it right. Amen. Isn't that right? And the church will be happy. You'll be happy. I'm happy. And the anointing of God will flow out of my life, into your life. You'll be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. And we'll be one blessed family on our way to heaven. Amen. Somebody shout in this place. Amen. Amen. Isn't that right? Play the game right. That's right. Look over at your neighbor and say, play the game right. That's right. No matter what color we is, if we play the game right, isn't that right? I don't care what color you are. I ain't looking at your color. What? You got a black house, I got a white one. You got a tan one, I got a high yellow one. Don't make no difference. I don't care what color. That's your house, that's your house. Isn't that right? That ain't got nothing to do with it. It's how we playing this game. Isn't it right? And so if we're going to help, we need the right help in the church, man. See? That's why I love to come over here. And Pastor Whitfield love to come over there. It's why? It's because we're going to play the game right. We say, let them fuss and fight. We're going to love each other. I'm going to love you with your black self. And I'm going to love you with your white self. And let them fuss and fight about anything they want to. But they ain't going to get us to fuss and fight. And I ain't got to be with you every minute of the day for you to know that I love you. We're going to play the game right. Amen. See? Hallelujah. That's how you do it. See, help's ministry is important. And I tell them, if you be like that, and you got the spirit of your pastor, which you received last week, and then you know what? You looking to please him. Amen. And anybody out that's trying to ambush him, you ain't going to stand for it. Why? That's my man to God. And we playing this game here right. And you know what? You'll cut down the gossip. You'll cut down all that talk about, I don't understand this. I don't know why he's plain and simple. Why is it so complicated from somebody from the country like Pastor Whitfield? <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> I mean, the man plain and simple. What is it about him you don't understand? You understand what I'm saying? All you got to do is play the game right. Well, I can talk about him. He ain't here, so I, you know, I'll be going. I'll be going. <laughs> Next time he see me, I'll be, I'll tell him, I don't forgot all about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> but how many of y'all see what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. And that's why the helps ministry, man, it, it's important. The same way Aaron and Earl helped Moses to win that battle, man. Listen to me. You help your pastor win, and God watching you, and God going to reward you for that. Amen. 
Just like you sitting up in here on these Saturdays, you can get rewarded for that. They out enjoying themselves, and you up here sitting up under the feet of Jesus, trying to learn all you can how to be a better helper in the church. God gonna reward your faithfulness. Amen. I'm telling you, He gonna reward your faithfulness for that. Amen. You ain't doing this in vain. Amen. Amen. Okay. See, that's why I like to get my points for so I can go. So whenever the time is, I just thought. Don't make no difference. I've been done saying everything you need to know for the test. You know what I mean? Because I can get off into this and go, boy. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> so Aaron and Earl, they helped win the battle by stepping into the helps ministry. Amen. So we looked at two places where we saw the ministries of helps in the Bible. Acts chapter 6 and in, and in Exodus chapter 17. We see the ministries of helps uh, in the Bible. And then last week we saw it also in the ministry of Jesus, didn't we? We saw the, the ministry of helps. And so we know it's in the Bible. We just got to operate it in it right. Amen. All right. Let me give you a couple more things and we'll close. I want to share with you five things. No test question. I want to share with you five things that will help you to be effective in the helps ministry and cause the anointing to flow. Because that's what is important. Amen. Five things that will help you to be effective in the helps ministry and cause the anointing to flow. That's what we are looking for. The anointing to flow. When the anointing flows, it breaks and destroys every yoke and bondage. And so we want the anointing to flow. And in order for the anointing to flow, we already know we got to have people in the health ministry that's full of the Holy Ghost, full of the power of God, and full of wisdom. So we know then, hey, we can get that anointing to flow. Is that not right? They got the same spirit that their pastor had. So therefore, we got the, you know what I'm saying? We got the anointing to flow. Now let me share with you some things, uh, uh, five things that will help you to be more effective in the health ministry and call this anointing to flow. Number one, the first thing uh, that will help you to be effective in the help ministry is this be in church for all church services if you want the anointing of God to flow in your church you got to be if you're in the helps ministry you got to be in the church for all church services you know it's it's it's, it's a shame to have helps ministry and then when church time come you can't find the people that's helping you it is it's shame you got a helps ministry in operating, but when you have a church service, you can't find the people that's supposed to, to help you. And see, and when the man of God sees that his people is not where they're supposed to be, let me tell you something, that blocks up the anointing. You know why? Because he's trying to figure out, wonder where they're at. Don't they know I need them? See? I'm going to tell you what disappoints me is when I come out, it's when I come out and I'm trying to figure out where, where, where's, where, where the people at that's supposed to be helping me. Amen. You know? And so if you want that anointing to flow, be, be in the church for every church service. Those in the health ministry are expected to be present when the church is open for services, for all services. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, Pastor Lindsay? And that's what y'all be looking for? Be looking for the people to be at church. You're in the health ministry. If nobody in the church comes, the health ministry and the leadership ought to be at the church. Amen. That's right. Amen. I'm telling you. That's the honest to God truth, man. If you're going to operate in the health ministry and want that anointing to, to flow. You know, rain or shine, hot or cold, headache or no headache. Isn't that right? What better place to be in the church if you got a headache? 
The Bible says that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So if you got a headache or you got a stomachache, come on to church. We'll lay hands on you. Get you healed. But you need to be in every church service. If you're in the op if you operating in the helps ministry. See, that's why, that's why we observe our people before we put them in the helps ministry. Because once you get in there, you need to be at church. How can you help if you're not at church? Talk to me, y'all. How can you help me if you're not at church? Tuesday night service, I need your help. How can you help me Tuesday night at home looking at Matlock? You can't help me watching Matlock. Talk to me, y'all. Isn't that right? Okay. So, so you need to be there. It's amazing that some people will go to work with a headache and a stomachache, but they'll stay at home from church when they got one. I don't understand that. I tell a lot of people, you know, I say, where were you at? Well, uh, pastor, you, you know, I, you know, but they about halfway afraid to tell me now about headaches and stomach aches and stuff. Because <laughs> you know why? Because if we're a word church and I got you in leadership position, you ought to be at the place where you lay hands on yourself. You ought to be able to recover from a headache and a stomach ache. Don't be telling me you don't sit up under my ministry for 15 years and you ain't got enough power in you to get a heal of a headache. You will stay at home for a headache and a stomach ache. I ain't going for that. Because that's immature. Now, some little saint just come to church and ain't been born again, but an hour and a half, I can understand. But you talk about how long you been here? 15 years? And you ain't know how to lay hands on yourself for a headache? You will miss church for a headache? A stomachache? You know, Pastor, it's that monthly thing. Monthly thing? You stay home because of that. I thought we had power in the inside. See, that's why they say full of the Holy Ghost. Because when them little things come up, you get the power of God that's on the inside of you and say this, Buddy, you be healed in Jesus' name. You may ache now, but you can stop long enough for me to go be in my place. And after that, you may hurt again, but I'm going to speak to it. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. See, that's why you need them full of the Holy Ghost. See, if they ain't full of the Holy Ghost, you know, I ain't coming today. Why? It looked like it going to rain. It ain't raining. It looked like it going to rain. Come on, Pastor Linda. Have you ever seen them like that on Sunday morning? You wonder, midnight week, say, I wonder where they at because there's a little cloud in the sky. Or even if it's raining, I ain't going to check if it rains. <laughs> but we're going to work, though. That's why I say it amazes me when people say, Yeah, you, you know, I stayed home because I got a headache or a stomachache. And I asked them, Did you go to work today? Well, well yeah. Well, how is it that you got strength enough to go to work? But then when you get home, you just, well, you know, that just it. I'm a flop down. You know, instead of saying, you know, no, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. My man to God looking for me. How can I hold up my man to God hand if I'm not here? Come on, man. That's why you got to have him full of the Holy Ghost. And that's why you have so many big changeovers. Because they ain't full of the Holy Ghost. And so you got to always beg them, please y'all, y'all come to church Tuesday night. Please y'all, come to church Monday night. Please y'all, come and hear Pastor Singletary in the Bible school. Please y'all, please y'all, please y'all, please y'all. I mean, if I got to do all that doggone pleading, you ain't the right one. Amen. That's why you got to observe people and see if they're full of the Holy Ghost. They speak in tongues. Yeah, that's just a sign. But see, is the sign going to produce evidence? Isn't that right? I see the sign. But give the sign an opportunity to produce some proof. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. 
And so, and so if you want the anointing of God to flow, then hurry up. You got to be in the church for all church service. No, you need this. I got to hurry up. I'm going to skip some of that. Go number two. Number two, the second thing that will help cause the anointing to flow for you to be effective in the health ministry is this. Be aware that Satan will attack you. Amen. Be aware that Satan will attack you. Your participation in the health ministry will, uh, uh, will cause you, listen to me, your participation in the health ministry means that you're beyond an ordinary member. See, when you operate in health ministry, you're you beyond an ordinary uh, 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 member of the church. See, you in health ministry. You're beyond just a member. How many of y'all understand that? And because you just stepped up to the back and say, I'm going to uphold the, uh, the hands of my man of God and woman of God, be it known to you that Satan going to attack you. Amen. Why? Because you just stepped up to the back. You're saying, oh, no, I'm going to hold up my man to God's hand, my woman of God's hand. So be it known to you that Satan going to attack you. He's going to attack you to make you think that you had it better before you start operating in the helps ministry. Amen. See, to get you to back off. So he's going to attack you. So you got to be aware of that. You know what I mean? So I just start building a hedge around me. Just start. How do you build it? I just start praying in the Holy Ghost because I'm going to step up to the back. Why? Because that's what God wants me to do. You, you got to remember the majority of people are called in the ministries of help. So God wants me up at the back and I know the enemy is going to attack me to make me think that I had it better before I start participating in the ministries of help. That's to get me to draw back from my faith. That's to get me to draw back from what God wants me to do. Well, just because you attack me ain't going to make me draw back from what I know my heavenly father wanted of me. And so I'm going to step up to the back. And so I'm going to go ahead on and build that hedge around me because I know you're going to attack me. So I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost. And any sickness or disease, I tell you, it won't come nigh my body. Because I ain't going to stay out of church for any type of thing. How, how many of y'all understand that? Amen. All right. And so you got to be aware that Satan will attack you. Number three, the third thing that will cause you to be affected in the health ministry and cause the anointing to flow is this. You got to keep your family in order. Everybody say, I got to keep my family in order. Yeah, you got to keep your family in order. Don't try to help the church if your family are all out of order. Because all you're going to do is bring your problems over to the church. Amen. You know, wait until you get your family straightened out before you try to help in the helps ministry. Amen. See, I ran into that. Because like I told you, you know, I ain't had no sense. I just started church. I know I was cold. So I just, I mean, you know, I just went and did my call. And, you know, and a lot of things, you know, we learned the hard way. But I hurry up and find out it's a better way. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And so, and so, and so you got to keep your family in order, you know, if you want the anointing of God to flow and to be effective in the health ministry. You got to keep your family in order. You know, if you got children, make sure your, your children are in place and where they're supposed to be. Amen. Keep your family in order, man. Why? Because you don't want to bring down your church name. You want to always make them look at, see, and then you, we don't want no help, and we're looking at you, and you talking about, uh, we talking about you, and then your children all out of place. You, you understand what I'm saying? You know, at my church, I had to tell them, you know, you won't be wearing no big britches here where two people can get in. <laughs> won't be none of that like that in our church. Why? It don't look good. It, it don't look good. I ain't trying to be ghetto-ish. I want to be Holy Ghost, <laughs> not ghetto us. 
Yeah, y'all understand what I'm saying? And so we don't lie that type of stuff in our church. So I tell them, keep your family in order. You got them little young teenagers, you know, and they want to wear them skirts up to their eyebrows. No. <laughs> no. Amen. Why? Because it don't look good. Amen. It don't look good. You're supposed to be representing the church, God, God, the church, and me. It don't look good. Amen. Tell them, put on some clothes. You got them little teenage boys and they wearing them britches big enough for two people to get in. Tell them, oh no. I want nobody to mistake you for a hula. I want them to know that you are my child. You full of the Holy Ghost. You full of the wisdom of God. I want them to look at you and say something different about you. And you be bold enough to tell them, that's right. I'm a born again child of God. I'm a Christian and ain't shame of it. See? Keep your family in order. See? That, that, that's what caused the anointing of God to flow and you become affected in the ministry. If I got to deal with you and all the problems you got, if you got married problems, stay out of the health ministry until you get your marriage problems straightened out. Amen. I got to deal with you and then all the rest of these ones that are coming in here and I got you to help me and you can't help me because you can't even take care of the problem in your own family. Right. Amen? So you got to keep your family in order. That's why you got to observe them guys, man. You know, see how they, see how they treating their wife, you know. Because them wives, if they get a chance, they're going to slip it in on the path. That boy ain't right. <laughs> I mean, you be up there talking about one thing and that's that path. He, he won't tie. <laughs> you know, I like that here, you know. You say, what? You know, what? You know, uh, did I hear anything? <laughs> <laughs> number four. Come on, y'all. Number four. Uh, number four. The fourth thing that will cause you to be affected in the health ministry is be on time. Everybody say, be on time. I mean, no nothing make a pastor lose his anointing when he come out there. Church services start at 10 o'clock. I say 10 o'clock, because that's what time I start. Church service start at 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, church service start. Not at 10 o'clock, you leaving your house. Amen. 10 o'clock, church service start. You know, and we talk about, I'm a word church. I'm a word church. We got the word going on in our church. You know, and we get the, we get the unadulterated word of God at our church. And you late. <laughs> you come in late. You know, just, just, just come to church late. I mean, if you know you're coming to church, why don't you just come on church? I mean, you know what time church starts, why don't you just come on? You know what I mean? You know, don't, 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 don't be late for nothing. There's no excuse for nobody being late, especially when you know what time it starts. Right. See, that's what caused the anointing of God to flow in your church. And when you're in the helps ministry and the pastor look around and everything is like it's supposed to be, I'm telling you that anointing of God will be strong on him. Amen. Everybody in place, everybody on time, everybody where they're supposed to be. And then here, here you go, you know, uh, you know, uh, praise leader up there singing. And here you go. Getting up there ain't going to get your spot. I'll knock you down. You better go sit down. You should have been here. You know, going up there like you on time. And y'all know how us and do. <laughs> Don't y'all know how we do? And you know that ain't right. That is not right, man. I mean, you lose the anointing of God. I'm telling you, you, and then that be the time you brought a guest. You've been trying to get them to come, and when they come, they show up late, and you embarrassed. You know, we start on time. We're supposed to end on time, too. But since this is a Bible school, I mean, you know, y'all don't mind me going over, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 well, all right, then, I'm through. I'm through. That's right.
We end on time. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you next week, dude. Y'all don't want me to do it. That's right. That's the right thing to do. See you next week.